I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Set no substitute. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to the Real Mill Fan Show Light. We had no Aaron on this show. Um, Aaron's rising star status at the BBC has taken him away from, from us today. But I do have a very, very strong voice for you. It's, it's, it's welcome back to Mr. Mike Hayden. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you very much for having me, Nick, and uh, good evening, listeners. Um, Big shout out to Aaron, actually. He's doing well on, on Radio 5 Live. It's, yes. it's been an interesting journey. I, I met Aaron a couple of years ago when we uh, used to go to Love Sport Radio. And it's been a really interesting thing, just as a, I mean, it sounds a bit like I'm watching a specimen in a Petri dish <laughs> or something, doesn't it? But it's watching his star rise. I think it's great to see it. He's, he's on Radio 5 a lot. Yeah, he's, he's, well, he's, a, he's a real talent, isn't he? And uh, it's good he to is. see he's getting what, what he uh, deserves. I, I think he's going to go right to the top. He's certainly on that. Um, trajectory, isn't he? I agree. I agree. His, his knowledge and, um, and and as you say, talent's the right word. It's not mm. an easy job to do. So um, good. Big up to Aaron. Um, there's a fascinating thing that it just popped up this afternoon on Twitter, Michael. Have you seen the Mill Wage Bill? Have you looked at the Wage Bill? I mean, this has totally yes. blown my agenda <laughs> to pieces. I yeah, I, I've seen it. Um, <laughs> thing is with these things there's a few of these knocking around and you know how re- where's it come from exactly completely made up because but I mean I uh, I play dabble in football manager every now and then and Jerry Scalak's wages on there are 16,000 pounds a week now well, it's, uh, it's I think is it 12 grand on this, on, on this so yeah listeners do check it out I mean if you haven't seen it already I can't believe by the time you get to hear this show mm. you might have seen this all over the social media but it's on a, a website called footballleaguefc.com that doesn't fill me with much confidence either Mike that that (laughs) web address footballleaguefc.com and it purports to be um, a list of mill players their contractual Mm. end dates and their wages Um, where's it come from is a very good question probably the uh, the same kind of fake news that's telling us that Donald Trump didn't win that election in America it's that kind of um, (laughs) that kind of source isn't it Um, but yeah I mean on on here we've got Jerry Scalak earning or receiving, I, thought, I don't like to use the word earning because he gets it rather than <laughs> yeah. he earns it. £10,000 a week, according to the uh, footballleaguefc.com. Um, I, you know, whether that's true or not, whether any of it's true or not, I suppose they're figures that might be in the ballpark, right, might they? Um, yeah. You know, they might be, there might be a few thousand, give or take, here or there. But 
Um, I still come back to my theory, and I, I felt harsh when I said it in the summertime lockdown that Jiri Skalak is amongst, if not the worst signing of me, mm. <laughs> of, of all yes. time. For me. <laughs> Especially the, on those wages. Well, if, if, if whatever, the, whether the, the wages a few thousand either side, and the, the, the fee was some listed at six hundred and fifty thousand, something up to a million, I think, according to whichever source you you see. I mean, just the amount of or the lack of return that we've had from him as a, as a player. Well, uh, yeah, those of you that those of you that bought the Actung yearbook, I did write an article on the failings you of Jules Galak. So uh, maybe I'll publish that elsewhere. But um, so I, I find myself being a bit of a, an expert on the man now, which is, is sort of a, a weird, perverted type thing for someone who I uh, dislike greatly. But um, yeah, it's an interesting. Just looking at this website, this is how professional it is. If you Scroll down. I've got mm. a advert here on how to clean earwax out of I've your ear. I've got that. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, that is. So this is. It's not like a, a sort of the Times newspaper here. Uh, no. We are talking about a bit of a sloppy junky type website. <laughs> it's just fascinating. And, um, the, the the lump of earwax that this bloke's had talked about his ears <laughs> is fascinating, dear listeners. Do do check out this website. Um, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful stuff. I don't suppose we should really give it too much credence, really, other than. Uh, just, just noting that uh, Kenneth Zahor, I suppose this would be West Bromwich Albion wages, is reputedly mm. on seventeen and a half thousand a week. Which, I mean, if we, we saw a brief glimpse of that when um, when, he, when he did play for that forty-five minutes. <laughs> yes, but there's probably a deal flying around in there that doesn't. We're not paying the full whack. I, I would have thought so. Yeah. Fascinating to look at somebody else's wage packet, Mike. I don't know if you've ever done that in your life, but it's always interesting. You kind of um, find your mulling over. Yeah, there's a while, a few years ago, and listeners may or may not remember this, Carlos Tevez, if you remember him, his wage uh, slip got leaked online. Uh, I must try and find it, but it's incredible the amount of bonuses that he got um, just for turning up. And obviously it's money that not many of us will, will ever see. Uh, no, most of us will have earned no, that maybe no. in a year, in a week. But uh, yeah, footballers' wages are is a, is a fascinating topic. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a short, high-risk profession. So, you know, yes. you look at some of these numbers here, 15, 10,000, 12,000, blah, blah, blah. We won't go any further than that. If you want to find it, look online uh, just above the earwax lump. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like some kind of proboscis that you stick into your ear. Maybe so they hoover it out, don't they? I don't know. Anyway, there it is. Footballleaguefc.com. Give it whatever credence you want to, dear listeners. Um, now, we had a bit of a debate as to whether we should do this show this afternoon, dear listeners, um, because I thought we might have milked last Saturday's nil-nil draw. To, we might squeeze every last drop out of it, Mike, but um, you were quite keen to talk about it, weren't you? You, 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 you? you said that you're quite a specialist in boring nil-nil draws. <laughs> I think I was being sarcastic, Nick. <laughs> but, um, it yeah, didn't travel, I mean, so come on, no. talk about it. <laughs> uh, well, what can I say? This won't take long, will it? No, um, no. Yeah, no. I... I thought Sheffield Wednesday were there for the taking. Um, I really did. I, I kind of in the first half, I thought they looked a bit shaky at the back and a better side going forward and maybe a bit more on their creative game than us, I think, would have turned them over quite comfortably. But, you know, we didn't, we didn't take that advantage. And um, in my opinion, I think we were lucky to escape with the point in the end because they, they had a real couple of good spells where they looked pretty dangerous, popping at about, 
our box. Um, but yes, it was um, a drab nil-nil, uh, and that's that's ringing the last drops out of it. I think. I think that is the last drop. I mean, coincidentally, just to try and extend that metaphor a little bit. Um, I mean, is is the quarter point of the season strange or rather roughly, give or take a few minutes of a game? Um, so it's just interesting at this at this kind of international break quarter point, so to speak, to step back. I just thought it might be useful to bring in a slightly unmill concept of having a bit of perspective um, of, of the season, really, because um, yes, that was a pretty um, drab watch last yeah. Saturday. Um, you know, no one no one would have sat through that and said that was that was uh, you know <laughs> a beautiful game, but. We nevertheless, Mike. We, I mean, it's not. It's been a funny season, hasn't it? I mean, the whole it feel has. Is it has been very odd. Yeah. Know, from the from the empty stadiums to the the kind of fits and starts nature of the of, of the form. I mean, Reading. I'm just looking at the league table, listeners. Mm. Reading opened up at a blistering pace, and I think they've lost three on the spin now. Let me just. They have three reds yeah. on. So, and Millwall. I mean, we've you know in in in. In places, we've had some good performances. I'm thinking of Preston mm. and, and, and Luton at home. Mm. And then we've had some pretty poor performances. Um, it's a real mix and match of a season. It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting one to see how it plays out, Mike. It's very hard to, to assess any patterns at this, this early stage. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I would describe the season so far as being mediocre to positive, um, if you were to put it on yeah. a, a kind of a ranking system. Because if you looked at the table without watching us play, you would say that is a pretty good return for for a team that you know we're looking to challenge the top six this year. Hopefully, get in there. You know, yeah. we sit two points outside of sixth, um, positive goal difference. Um, you know, and if you were to look at it uh, like that without any of the context, you'd say Millwall are doing well. Um, but as uh, Millwall fans, we're watching every game and kind of seeing some of the limitations of the side. And, um, you know, it tells a bit of a different story. Uh, and if I'm frank, I'm not sure if we're going to move up or down in the league at the moment. Um, it's it's really difficult to predict, as you say. No, someone posted online, forgive me, whoever it was, because I normally write these down, I didn't write down the source of this, but somebody made the point that we're probably going to finish up somewhere between 8th and 12th. And it, yeah. you do get that kind of feeling, even, even at this quarter point, Mike, that... We'll have good days. We'll have a, a few so-so days, and then we'll have a we'll have a shocker once in a while, and we'll mm. have another good day, and that will be how it goes. Um, we've had no luck with injuries, Mike. I yeah, mean, I bloody hell! Um, mm. I don't know if we if there is a curse on Zampa Road, um, but you know, injury on injury, um, which has taken away any any you know Zahor, and then and then obviously Parrot at the start of the season, and, and, and to an extent Billy Mitchell as well. Um, Players that you would have hoped would have produced a spark over and above Jed's ability to, you know, to change games. You, it's all on Jed. I think that's probably um, the story of the season so far going forward. I would agree. Yeah, and we have had such an unfortunate situation with that centre forward uh, position, haven't we? Um, apparently, Parrots is in the Northern Ireland under twenty one squad uh, right. for the international break. So, sounds like he's uh, on the road back to fitness or fit. So, I'm hoping we will see him. But you know, as we've sort of covered to death, we don't know if he's any good or not yet. We're going <laughs> on. 
And I don't trust, I don't know about you, Nick, but I've never trusted Tottenham Hotspur supporters. So I'm not listening to them when they <laughs> say he's a talent. I want to see him in a Millwall shirt performing. Uh, but as you say, he's, he's never played men's football before. So no, you know, no. it's not like Harry Kane, I mean, has been compared to him. But Kane had two, or th- although he wasn't that good, two or three loan spells before he came to Millwall. So at least he played a bit of men's football. Parrot is... Um, fresh from his mother's womb if you like to say <laughs> something like that but um yeah that's so we don't know do we and then uh, no, Zahor, no. Uh, so Zahor I mean I thought he was outstanding against Preston hmm. I thought he played really well he he's got a little bit of everything uh scored the goals in the right place physical looked like a proper striker and then Sod's Law out for eight weeks then we probably won't see him ever again so it's it is is you want to pull your hair out in the situation really Nick don't you? Yeah, bad luck. Um, mm. that's, that's the way it goes. Um, I mean, the style of play um, as obviously mm. um, when it works, it looks good, and it seems to be working better away from home than you know maybe at the den. Even though there are no fans in the den, I think we still carry this desire to you know put the enemy to the sword in 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 the uh in in zampa road at least and it doesn't really work in quite the same way there does it i mean we no it's it's a soak it up and hit them on the break style which is fine away from home but just not sure that the the home crowd would tolerate it for long when when or if we ever get back in exactly and i think our best performance of the season which we might sorry to cover this now but i I would have said was the win against luton um and the win against luton we played four at the back um and we played probably the formation that some of us are crying out for us to to play um but i think the thing is is that you know if we're serious about challenging for the top six you've got to take the game to some of these teams and the likes of sheffield wednesday the likes of barnsley at home I just think we could do with another player in that attacking central role. And um, and it's all very well. I mean, I know it's five at the back. Some would argue three at the back if you're saying Romeo and Malone are these wing backs. Uh, and they are obviously bombing forward. But there's the problem is with it is there's no creativity in that central area because you are very much reliant on either those wing backs or wingers to be basically crossing the ball in and running at the defence. There's nothing to sort of split teams apart. Uh, and that's where I think frustrates me and, uh, and that we, we need to change because we're not creating enough chances, are we, Nick? That's no, a simple no. fact. Well, zero shots on target on Saturday. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Um, on target. I mean, the, the, Matt Smith on another day would have buried the chance he had late in the, <sighs> in the second half. And there was a oh, half yeah. half decent chance in the first half. So, But that's that's not good enough. You're right. I mean, no. No. At the at the end of the day, if you if you've got a Matt Smith in your team and he's probably your most reliable striker, for whether whether fans out there regard him as um, you know a, a donkey or um, or um, a, a man with a talent, you know, with only one when the game's played one way. I mean, you, if you're going to use him, you've got to give him the service. Otherwise, he's as much good as nothing, like we saw on Saturday. And we just mm. seem to be using the wings in in, in an effective way. Um, Jed looked rather, you know, sold out on on on, uh, yeah. on Saturday. Marlon's not really firing on all cylinders since he's come back yeah. from injury. Um, you know, Malone and Malone and Bennett are in and out. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it's it, maybe Gary Rowe is. Um, I nearly called him Ray, Gary Rowlett. Then he nearly slipped yeah. out of my tongue. Oh, Gary Rowlett. Where, where, where have I heard that before? <laughs> <laughs> nearly, it nearly <laughs> fell out of my mouth. Um, I mean, 
it's hard to read the mind of the football manager. I suppose he's trying to rotate a very limited squad and keep everyone as fresh as can be. But it's it's not um, it's not getting us turned on, Mike, is it? You know, um, no. that's the problem. The problem. I think the thing the thing is is that we don't have a strong enough squad to play a big rotational system. Um, you know, and the fringe players or people players that are on the bench simply they're just not good enough and I'm talking about John Daddy Bodvars and I'm talking mm. about uh, Tom Bradshaw and people like that is that they're not top, you know top six players I think we've got top six players in the side but they are just the first teamers um, the actual squad players uh, then they're just not good enough um, and that that's the problem and then and then you as you say you rely on Jed Wallace burns out and um game over sort of thing it's always negative on the show yeah i don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> but it's, it's issues that we need to cover Nick. We, we can't you can't hide from the truth i mean I, you know I, I i take the point about being negative and I, mm. I i i am not feeling that negative about the season i i, I mm. think you know um if we do finish somewhere between eighth and twelfth at the end of the season then that's a pretty good season by middle historic standards so um mm. I also think, I mean, however true that um, wage uh, spreadsheet thing that we were just looking at, I've actually taken it off screen now. So I, I can remember John Daddy reputedly earning £10,000 a week. And yeah. Scalic obviously, was, uh, was it, was it £12,000, £10,000? So, yeah, about that, yeah. So if you're lumbered with um, players from a different regime, which Gary Rowett is, um, mm. who knows where he sees Ben Thompson in the, in the in next season's terms. But I would imagine looking down the list, and even if the wage bill is not, that's not accurate, there's quite a few there that you call, you know, time to move on types, where mm. maybe a more judicious use of, of, of our resources would bring in more top six players, a, a top six level players, as, mm. as you say. I mean, it's, it's a real eye opener seeing Zahor, Mike, I thought, when he was on form. Yes. Night. I that think was a different well, level, wouldn't it? He he's the cal yeah I mean he is the caliber of the top six sort of player I mean I, I was I couldn't believe we got him in if I if I'm honest he's a, he was a bit of a coup uh, yeah. if I'm honest a bit quite a big name and and um, yeah that 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 is kind of the caliber but along with these players unless you know you loan them like we did so they they're big money and um, that that's the that's the problem and we'll we'll always sort of be that sort of club which is we'll spend a bit of money but we players that. Um, you know, such as maybe Ryan Woods, for example, who are a bit of out of favour, have been good before, and we'll give them another chance. Mm. Um, but um, but yeah, we we uh, hopefully need need to sort of just strengthen that. You know, ship some players out. Um, and going back to what Rauer actually said, I think when he took over, he had this three-year plan, Nick, and his three-year plan was to get into the playoffs. So he probably didn't, ex well, he definitely didn't expect us to perform as well as we did probably in the end last season. And, um, you know, so if you look at it like that, you know, we're only, well, a, you know, a, a season and a quarter in or whatever into that three-year plan is that uh, we're on track. But the thing is, when you're, when you're so close, like we have been, it's just like frustrating that you just can't go that little bit extra and get in there, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just looking at the BBC results here. So mm. in November, you've got two nil-nil draws, two very contrasting feelings as well. I mean, last Saturday, we've, we've done to death, but you were left at the end of the game feeling like um, highly dissatisfied with that nil-nil draw. And then yeah. contrast that with the midweek uh, last week's game at Norwich, where I thought it was a masterful defensive performance against a very decent mm. side, where we closed them out and you felt like we could have nicked it at the end. I mean, Sean Williams hit the bar yeah. with the last kick of the game. And that was a nil-nil draw where you come away from it thinking... Yeah, that, that's yeah, very a really pleased, yeah. strong side, you know. 
So it's just, um, I think we're going to get this all season. So just, you know, prepping up the listeners for a few more dis- uh, depressing shows, possibly. But then again, hopefully we'll, we'll be praising good good showings as well, because they, they, they have been some good performances. You mentioned Luke mm-hmm. and Preston as well. I yeah. just want to give Preston a shout out. Um, yeah. Contrasting with our, we'll mention our worst ones. I mean, I, th- I thought that obviously the 3-0 stuffing by, by Huddersfield was a, Poor show. Um, so you're going to get a bit of everything as, as the mm. season goes along. Um. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Achtung, Mehlball. This is Gary Rowett, though. I, th- I mean, if, when you read his career, um, fans at bigger clubs, um, I, think, I don't think I'm offending anyone by calling the likes of um, Stoke and uh, Premier League clubs or, you know, ex-Premier League clubs, Derby even, they seem to rebel at his defensive style. And so he, 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 his style is what we're seeing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to turn us, he's not going to turn us into an all-out attack. Um, right. You know, blood and thunder stuff. Like you know, I'm trying to think of maybe a new Harris in his in, in his pomp. You know, yeah, that kind it's of quite style. A, it's quite an old fashioned style of management. You, you know, start from the back. Um, but we're fortunate that we do have a very solid uh, defence, uh, of course, and there was that record about clean sheets and all, all that sort of stuff. And obviously, that's exceptional. But um, yeah, I mean, you just don't want to. I mean, obviously, I'll never complain if we get in the top six, drawing nil-nil and winning one-nil all the week. But you do want to be entertained <laughs> to an extent as well. So, uh, but I do think, as you say, we we do see really entertaining football in bursts. I mean, I remember back to the Brentford game; that was a fantastic match, uh, really end to end. But then you get other games where it is almost like watching a rugby match. Um, yes. Can't even string two or three passes together. So it's such a mixture. Nick, Nick I was wondering if we could briefly touch on Ben Thompson because mm, I sort of think to myself with the creative, uh, the lacking of this creative side. And I, I know that um, Rowett sort of wants the two centre midfield players in Woods and Leonard to be more conservative, shall we say, because he knows that Romeo and Marla, uh, sorry, Romeo and Malone are mm. going to be bombing up and down those wings. So he, he needs the two to sort of sit in a little bit more. Um, but we, we do lack that creativity in the centre of the park. So 
would, wouldn't you just give Ben a, a little run of games and kind of see what he can do? Because he is that little bulldog. It, you know, he's like a rabid dog in there running around, getting stuck in, um, quite creative. He's very unpredictable. He can make a big impact in games, which the likes of Woods and Leonard, they're not, they're not capable of doing some of that stuff. So um, it annoys me when people have been saying, oh, Thompson's not good enough. Based on what? Based on what? Because every time I see Ben play, I, th- I think he's he's a fantastic uh, young player. Just because Rowett doesn't fancy him, suddenly a lot of the Millwall support seem to think right, that's the end of Ben Thompson. But I, I, I just want to I want to give him another chance, uh, Nick. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I mean, he brings Millwall fire, doesn't he? He does. um, And that's a that's a quality that um, is is lacking across the. The, the squad in some ways. I mean, I, I don't want to be too, I don't be too unfair on a, on, a, on a side that has produced some, some really significant numbers. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, the, the, on, on the list of subjects, listeners, I've got best player of a quarter season so far. So I think best player of our quarter season so far, as a contrast with with, with Ben's Millwall, um, you know, the, the smouldering Millwall sense of um, up and at it. I, I would pick out either Jake Cooper or, 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 or Sean Hutchinson. But they're both um, they're different players to Ben, aren't they? They they mm. they are. You could see them. Um, you could see them playing in a good defence in other clubs. You know, you can. They they are good players both, but they're not Millwall players. They are good players. There's a, there is a difference. Um, yeah. Ben's a Millwall player. Ben is mm. um, Millwall through and through. Um, you know, I know that he had a good spell at Portsmouth, a very similar club in many respects. Um, and he got, he was picked, um, he played, and he was trusted. Um, I don't know. I mean, to answer your question, um, I, yeah, I'd love to see Ben. I'd love to see Ben come good. Don't we all love to see? It's like Billy Mitchell. We want to see our own yeah. come through. Millwall players, Millwall supporters. Um, I just sometimes wonder whether that that that's the <laughs> the strength of being a Millwall uh, supporter is that that sheer passion and blind fury in 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 the moment. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the game, I think the league system favours the cold, uh, cold-eyed killer rather than the, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the kind of um, you know up and at it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense to the listeners out there. I think that maybe that's what's holding Ben back in the eyes of Gary Rowett. I get what you mean. Yeah, but it's it's discipline, isn't it? Um, I think it's yeah, it's the blood and thunder that runs through his veins. And if you're thinking that Rowett prefers that more conservative central midfield pairing of which Woods and Leonard are then, uh, you know, that makes sense why he's not in the team. But um, I, I would, I'd love to see him. But uh, I think we've, you've discussed before, it's, it's where he fits in at that system. I, I don't think a like-for-like like swap between, say, Thompson and Leonard in this system would work. I think it might have to be back to the sort of Harris four four two, which probably when Thompson actually played his best football for Millwall. So, but um, Rowett's not playing that formation very no. much. So, you know, his chances are going to be limited. But you see, this comes down, I and mean, it's actually quite a big point, really, um, because the, Ben Thompson illustrates a bigger point in that what, the, the the Millwall style, the traditional style that we've all been brought up with, is a League One team that plays four four two. Yeah. Um, gets into the other team, you know, gets the ball wide. The Dens involved, um, probably the classic example being the home game against Leicester when it's every man, you know, everyone on deck. It was it was it was a full on collective mm. communal performance, and it, that's what we that's what we live for. That's what we that's 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 the club that we follow um, followed all of our lives. 
um, and that's great. <laughs> what, yeah, else, yeah, what else do yeah. we want from our from of our course? The problem is, is we've never been promoted to the Premier League, and that's that's mm. the problem because that style, as wonderful as it is, um, you know, it had its moment of glory in 1988-89, long while ago now, thirty odd years, and you know. It, it will be found out. And I think that was Neil Harris's downfall that the style yeah. that he put together, four, four, two wingers, get the ball into the middle, all the, all the things we know about um, teams found us out. And that's the problem. So I suppose in a nutshell to answer your question, does whether Ben fits into Gary Rowett's team? Probably he doesn't because mm. Ben is a Millwall player of a different time. Whether this new Millwall can come to be, loved in the same way as uh, the classic players of the past, the Steve Morrisons and the, the Neil Harris's in his day and, and, and all the rest, you know, the Cahills and all the rest. I don't know. Um, mm. I just, I think there's a slight sense of being out of time. Um, yeah. You know, either us or, it's either us or, or, or I don't know which way around it is, you know. Probably us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably is us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think it's, you know it's, it's not a uh, not a show for philosophy listeners, but that's it's coming down to these kinds of um, questions, isn't it? Really, what kind mm. of reward do you want? Um, mm. there we are. Or do you want some success? Because I think Gary Rowett's three-year plan, Mike, is is is, is on an upward trajectory. Yes, that's certainly yeah. Yeah. It might be cold and hard and you know steely-eyed, but it's looking like an improved reward team, isn't it? It is, yeah, exactly, um, oh, and not oh, to be. No, of course it is, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I just I find um, satisfaction. I'm I'm not looking down, which I'm so used to doing <laughs> as a Millwall supporter. Absolutely, absolutely. so uh, yeah, that that gives me comfort. Absolutely, and that's that's actually a big thing because you know, uh, I think we said it on previous shows. It's it's this traditional sense of looking for your relegation marker, fifty points. When does that come? You know. And we're not even thinking like that at the moment. So he's he's taken us forward, um, but there's a price a price to be paid. Um, yep. Player of the season, who would you pick as your player of a quarter season so far? Uh, it's 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 very difficult because because we've been inconsistent. Um, mm. I like to pick consistent performers. Um, so I mean, I, I want to say Jed Wallace, I suppose, um, but I don't know if it's because I want him to be the player, <laughs> like you know, or he deserves it necessarily. Um, I, I, I think consistency. I'd probably say Jake Cooper. I yeah, think um, to, we'll he's been excellent. Yeah, excellent. And um, you know, you can see why he's attracting uh, attracting uh, some uh, clubs in the Premier League potentially. Um, he's he's been excellent. Um, so yeah, I think for a consistent perspective, I would say Cooper. Um, but I would say Mason Bennett as well, maybe as yeah, a close second. Strong, because, strong performer, exactly. And um, well, let's just say if he didn't have these injury woes, he wouldn't be playing for Millwall. Um, I would, <laughs> I would, no, I would have thought because no, he's no, no, he no. has got a lot of ability, but obviously needs to be wrapped in cotton wool. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I mean, Jake, I'll take your pick from Jake or, or, or Sean Hutchinson. I mean, just without flogging the, the Ben Thompson point, I mean, it's interesting with the two central defenders, very, very solid central defenders. They've now got a, a two-man midfield in front of them, which lessens the, you know, the workload that they're expected to do. So that makes them a better a better defensive unit. Um, but also, it, it, they, they are given licence to do the unconventional every now and again, aren't they? I mean, you'll see Jake and one of his... Um, you know, wing play runs or, or Sean Hutchinson making a move forward occasionally. Mm. It's the, the, it's 
the it's, it's the license to be unconventional within certain parameters it's it's a it's almost contradictory whereas i think ben is your traditional run after the ball wherever it is you know scurry around mm. make it i think that's going to be his 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 problem in the eyes of gary rowett that you you know he has a disciplined approach and ben just doesn't quite fit into the disciplined approach this i might be talking complete bollocks but you know um, that's just i can see yeah yeah, I mean, can see why you're saying that, Nick. I can, you know, who knows what goes on behind closed doors, but um, yeah, I, 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 I can see your point there. Achtung, Mailball. COVID season of the three managers, Gary Rowett, obviously. We've also had Adam Barrett <laughs> when, when yep. Rowett was diagnosed as positive, and that 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 lasted a week, and then we had. Um, Alex Pierce and Sean Williams. It's um, that's going to be one for the pub quizzes, you know, the Millwall quizzes in the future. This season of their three three managers. Uh, I know it's not really managers, listeners. So it's just interesting. Bond Bond Merle, my list here to fill up the show. Um, do you like the new red kit, Mike? Do you, are you a fan of kits? Uh, yeah, it's a good marketing ploy by Husky. I'm yeah, not going to lie. Is. And um, uh, didn't we we wore it against Sheffield Wednesday? Where really you'd have thought we'd have worn the yellow kit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Husky have clearly uh, kind of <laughs> want us to wear. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, Aaron talked about it in last week's show, didn't he? It, it is a very striking design, and I, and I know it's probably kind of quite advertising y modern football actually, and, and, and quite unmillwall like I would have said, but. It looks pretty cool. Uh, I think it looks quite a, a nice kit. It's certainly quite different. We, we, you know, we have worn red in the past, of course. We have. Um, yeah. So it kind of, it's not a obviously, yeah. So it's not uh, you know a, a colour out of the blue. Um, but um, yeah, no, I, I think it's a, it's a nice kit. But um, yeah, it's definitely uh, husky advertising at its finest. I would have thought. Good way to put it. I think each of the kits this season. Not that I'm any kind of kit collector, listeners, but each of the kits have um, have got good design. Um, yes, yeah, agreed. It's yeah. aesthetics. There's a word you don't often get into a Millwall show. Aesthetics. <laughs> I've got a question. We've got a question from Simon Moorcroft on Twitter. Um, one, a question for the fan show. Has Danny McNamara done enough on loan in Scotland to challenge Marlon for a go in the first team? Now, I think Danny McNamara is it St Johnston? He's on on loan at i believe um and apparently reports are you know pretty good about our young right back up on loan up there i don't know that we can answer the question to to you know to yeah st johnston to be honest because we won't have seen enough of him but certainly if he's getting good reports up there it is only the scottish league i'd yeah. say mike um you know so we mustn't get too carried away with it but uh, i think marlon could do some competition that's for sure yeah, of course. Yeah, I I have no idea basically the answer to this question. <laughs> no one um, does. No one does. Uh, all, 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 but I mean, clearly. Um, sorry, Steve. Uh, sorry, Steve. <laughs> I forgot your name there. But um, so yeah, I was. You can cut that out. One minute. Um, I'm not too sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, cut. <laughs> it is. It is Steve, isn't it? Right. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> mate. Absolutely. Okay. I'll be Steve. All right. I'll go from there. Um, all right. Yeah. So thanks for that, Steve. Um, I, I've no idea. I've not seen St. Johnston play. Obviously, no. this was from memory. Callum Davidson is managing there, isn't he? So he is. He is. Um, yeah. Was it Isaac? I'm Isaac Alofe, possibly. Yes. Um, he's up there as well. I mean, I'd much rather Isaac perform well because he's a striker and we need one of them. Yeah, but I uh, haven't heard much about him. But um, I, I think from what I can see online, he's been playing every game 
Danny. But yeah, who, who knows? I mean, we've also got James Brown, who's uh, right back, and also Billy Mitchell has played at the right yeah, yeah. back as well. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Romeo. Um, I would say that he's got a bit of competition for places, but. But um, I wouldn't. I'd say that Marlon is a lot better than all three of those at the moment. Anyway. Marlon on form. Um, it's, will be yes, Marlon on form. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think he's there. Is he there for the season, Danny McNamara? Not I sure. would imagine I so. There wouldn't be much yeah. point in recording him. No. To be honest, but, yeah. He's doing it's, well in Scotland, so that's that's as that's that's as much as you can ask of a boy. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that's it. We'll see. I'm sure, obviously, with our, our links to Callum Davidson, uh, we'll get a good review back when he returns to the den and, and perhaps next season we'll see him play. But, you know, the standard of football in the Scottish Premiership is so varied. You could almost go from a, a kind of Premier League side when you look at your Celtics to probably a League One side in the same league if you're, you know, comparing it to the yeah. English pyramid. So, uh, yeah, it's difficult. I think it's difficult to say, but I'm pleased to hear he's, he's doing well. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll see. But one for next season, perhaps, Nick. One for next season. I think also it's worth saying, I mean, it's the same point, actually. The mm. Championship is a relentless week in, week out, um, pretty high level of football, you know. And I think the contrast with Scotland is quite stark. So, yeah, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed for mm. Danny, Danny McNamara. Um, so, finally, I just thought it might be fun, um, Mike, to before I let you go and have your, your, your evening meal and, you know, um, your domestic the domestic life. Um, I thought we'd examine the curse of Millwall because um, Gary Monk was sacked after last week's nil nil draw for Sheff- as Sheffield United manager. Yeah, um, which I thought was quite, quite hard. I thought quite harsh. Yeah, I mean, I they didn't too was, bad. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, if you take away the points deduction, I thought they would be doing okay. So yeah, I was a bit surprised to be honest. But anyway, unlucky yeah, Gary. Unlucky Gary. I mean, he seems to be like a, a generic. Um, manager of middling championship sides, doesn't he? He's, 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 mm. It doesn't um, it doesn't excite, but he won't let you down either. But no harsh on Gary Monk. But it it did strike a chord online. I, I, I sent out a request for other names of managers who have lost their job after underperforming or losing against Millwall. The curse of Millwall, mm. as it's called. And I've got a little list of here. I'm sure there's a lot more. If any listeners can come up with some more or other names that we've not mentioned here, then please. Please do. But this is all from, from Twitter. Um, Sven, Sven Gord Eriksson lost his job. And I think that was for Leicester City. I don't know if you remember that, Mike, but um, yeah. that was, <laughs> I, I, I love the idea that we, we've, you know, there's actually some fairly high profile names in this list that have <laughs> taken, I mean, yeah. taken the <laughs> after losing to us. It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, Sven, Sven's one of them. Um, Leicester was it? Oh, oh, 2011. He wasn't there long, was he? No, um, no. no I, I, if I'm honest, I cannot remember that. <laughs> I can't remember the result. Maybe, maybe listeners no. can fill us in. But certainly, Sven was was one of the uh, the victims of the curse of Mill. Steve Coppel, I do remember. That was um, it was Crystal Palace manager. And I think we're going back away there. Um, a couple of Crystal Palace managers. George Burley also has, has um, fallen foul of the curse of Millwall in his, in his time. I think that was after, uh, was that a 3 0 win? Yes, game? that was the Jason Punch and hat trick. Uh, was, that, was that day? Yeah. Yeah, New Year's Day. Happy New Year, George. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was a great day, that. They're, they're, we've had some wonderful days over Crystal Palace yeah. at, the, at the new, new ground. So, George Burley, couple, I think we stuck, put six past them in a pre season friendly, if I remember rightly. I'm going back a long way, back to 2000 ish or something like that. Mm. 
Um, John Barnes, famously, I think we put five past. Yes. Tranmere, when he was managing game. Tranmere. Um, they were they were fucking horrendous. They were horrendous that day. <laughs> I remember. It was just it was it was an absolute joke. It was almost like park football. I remember they were just. I mean, we're not a particularly a, a, you know attacking side. We never have been, but we we they make us look like Barcelona that day. That day um, did. Yeah, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Always incredible how you know an, an amazingly talented player can be an awful manager. I think there's always a. It never ceases to slightly fascinate me. You know, John Barnes, the player, the, 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 the sublime talent, and yet yeah. was an awful manager. He, he, I think he's, he took them on the tailspin that took them, you know, down out of the league in the, eventually. Yeah. So, Steve McLaren, uh, Middlesbrough, was he Middlesbrough? I really can't remember the um, circumstances of Steve McLaren. I've got idea he's managing Middlesbrough. I think he must have um, humiliated him in some way. Yeah, yeah, um, could have been. Um, oh, I've just typed in Steve McLaren on Wikipedia and it's come up with a former professional ice hockey winger. That's not who I meant to. Uh, that isn't the right one. <laughs> this is why this show isn't live. No, no we'll, we'll edit. We'll edit that. We will try and make that sound slick. <laughs> Steve McLaren, um, Terry Yoroff. I don't remember Terry Yoroff. So listeners can fill me in on, on that one. Um, Stuart Pierce, I can only imagine, was did he manage Forest for a while? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he must have bit the dust with Forest. Tony Pulis was a question mark. I don't remember Tony Pulis getting the sack after um, a curse of Millwall event. Um, but apparently, this has come from from the Twitterati. So who am I to who am I to argue? Um, mm. Claudio Ranieri, I think, bit the dust after uh, shortly after. The uh, the Leicester City exit, uh, yeah. FA Cup exit, but I don't know that it was in the immediate aftermath. No, I think he had a, a couple more later. games. Yeah, yeah, I think he so had a couple more. Yeah, I think it's a hazy one. Whoever suggested Claudio, but it's a nice idea. I love the idea of this international, you know, glittering array of talent, talented managers um, biting the dust. Yeah. I think the Millwall defeat was a very large nail in the coffin, shall we say, for <laughs> didn't uh, Mr. Calls. Ranieri. It did not. It did not. Um, Paul Lambert. Norwich, Paul Lambert, or am I thinking of the wrong club? I don't yeah, know, don't know. yeah, could have been. They all start to merge into one big generic club. Listeners, after all, Nathan Jones, um, Stoke City. Um, I didn't know that we had a hand in in his uh, demise. Someone suggested Thomas Christiansen, or I checked this one. I was a Leeds manager from 2014, 15ish. Um, I checked this. I think it might have been a few days of games afterwards because I think he went after Cardiff but um, put some past Leeds. So not sure about Thomas Christians and Mark Cooper. I cannot remember anything about Mark Cooper mm. uh, at all. And finally, um, Carlton Palmer. I, I, I don't know who Carlton Palmer was managing. Um, to... Stop, uh, Stockport, I believe. Was he managing I've... Stockport? Oh, yeah, right. I've got a feeling. Oh, maybe it was after Carlton was there, but it was a game we were chasing the playoffs and we beat them 3-0. Uh, right. Dion Dublin got a brace. Um, yeah. But I don't know if that was a year after. But um, yeah, again, another another quite a uh, kind of interesting character comparison to John Barnes, but clearly not set out for, um, for management. Um, no. he was on, co- he was on come dine with me though. 
uh, <laughs> where he came in first place and won £1,000 for charity. Well, it's so, high, uh, high achievement. Thank you, Carlton. Yes. Apparently, I'm just reading his Wikipedia profile, and he was in a Paddy Power TV advert, which involved him being in a bath of a football fan. That's um, <laughs> a strange concept. Um, yeah. So there we are. Those, those are the names that we were suggested for the curse of Millwall. A, a, a chap called Paul Herbert online said some of these names never managed to gain so great was the shame of losing to the biggest small club in the world <laughs> I, I think it's, it, there is a sense of um you know that's the straw that breaks the camel's back when Millwall beat you or humiliate you in some way i think some clubs just can't take it mike and we're very proud of that we love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> wonderful stuff big thank you to Mike Hayden for joining me a fairly short short notice in actual fact um, no so problem Nick enjoyed it great stuff as always mate um, we'll be back um, maybe next week maybe the week after might have a week off next week but we'll be back very very soon with the next edition of the Real Mill Fan Show so it's good night from Mike yep. thank you very much and it's good night from him Arrivederci Mill thank you for listening <laughs> listening to Aston Mural. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. However, that's you Mural. Till next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.